With thousands now surrounding the wide ring of rubble to watch him ceremonially, futilely, try to dig out the AI buried underneath. They came. He climbed. He picked something up from the top and threw it to the ground. He descended, and they went. Pretty much it. He flexed his arms. The pink seat flew through the crisp still air, trailing dust. It bounced and tumbled, picking up speed as it fell. It pitched into the crowd, who ducked and dodged as it whirled by. It disappeared behind a mass of bodies, and he lost interest in it. Six weeks ago, he'd accidentally hit someone with the edge of a desk, but they'd come back the next day with a bandaged head and a shine in their eyes. He wasn't sure what to make of that sort of... devotion. Petrovich was about to turn and head back down, when he remembered one of them was coming up to meet him. Because it was the first time it had happened, he wasn't quite sure how to react. He wasn't beholden to anyone, anyone at all. He could just go, or he could stay. He looked out over the crowd. Normally, they'd be dispersing by now. He'd thrown his thing, his image had been captured by innumerable cameras and streamed for a global audience. They should go. They all had jobs to do, because that was why they were in the free zone. But they were staying, watching the figures scrabble forward, slide back just as far. Petrovich was uncertain whether the crowd were willing him on, or trying to haul him down with their thoughts. He sat down, his legs dangling free over the edge of the rubble. It was risky, certainly. Part of him realized it, and relished it. It wasn't as if the remains were in any way stabilized. They would, and did occasionally shift. The man making his way up was taking a yovany long time. The clock in the corner of his vision counted out the seconds and minutes, and a quick consultation with his diary told him he needed to be somewhere on the other side of the free zone in an hour. Are you going to get on with it, or should I come back tomorrow? he called down. The man's face turned upward and Petrovich's heart spun just a little faster. "'You could come and help me,' said the man. "'Why should I make it easy for you? You never made it easy for me. You could have asked for someone else to officiate.' He stopped and straightened up, giving Petrovich a good view of the white clerical collar tucked around the neck of his black shirt. "'Madeline wouldn't have anyone else.' and whether she was punishing you or me, I still haven't worked out. Both, probably. The priest scrubbed at his face. He was sweating, despite the cold. We need to talk. It's not like I've been hiding. We need to talk now. I'm not shouting the rest of the conversation. Then help me. Petrovich considered matters. It'd be entirely reasonable to raise his middle finger and strand the priest on the side of an unstable rubble pile, leaving him the equally difficult climb down. I should tell you to Otvali. But you won't. You're tired, Petrovich. The things you want most in the world are just as much out of your reach as they ever were. Perhaps it was true. Perhaps he'd grown weary of continual confrontation. Perhaps he had, despite himself, changed. Meh. He jumped down and slithered the ten meters between them, closing the distance in bare seconds. 
he tucked his coattails underneath him and sat down where he'd stopped. Here's good. Say what you have to say. Better still, say why you couldn't have said it anywhere else. Unless you crave a ready-made audience. Petrovich frowned and sent virtual agents scurrying across the local network nodes. You're not wired, are you? Priests above everyone else should be able to keep secrets. Father John looked around him for a suitable perch, and Petrovich rolled his eyes. Servo's word, and tiny pumps squeezed some more moisture out to coat the hard surfaces of the implants. It's not comfortable for me, and I don't care if it is for you. I have somewhere else to be soon enough, so you haven't got me for long. The father crouched down on his haunches and tried to sit. He started to slip, and Petrovich's arm slammed not gently across his chest. It forced him onto his backside.